0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Badega, 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 Alpha and omega. Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. wing about a
1: serving platter. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Uh, did, uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long.
0: Lay, lay, detector test. Bundle in-decent your out- home and out- auto with warm- Progressive in-decent. today. The Marmot Mangled by Mushu Pork Pancake. Progressive marmot Casualty marmot. Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. The Black Oak in Oklahoma in the South Suburbs' finest casual upscale dining And Marishka's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Let's drop the puck.
0: Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo. It's not even so much me as it's Ronick. He's good. And 670 The Score's hockey guy, Jay Zawaski. You don't
1: play this game with a big heart and a big bag of knuckles in front of the net. You don't got
0: dinky doo. Welcome into to the latest installment of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Navo from NBC5 Chicago and The Athletic Chicago. With me, as always, a man who will go to the Olympics no matter what the NHL says, the one, the only, Jay Zawoski. Jay, biggest news of the day does not involve the Blackhawks directly, but it's a pretty big hockey story that the NHL has said they will not make their schedule fit the Olympics in 2018.
1: Okay. You know, it's, it's funny, the more these stories happen, the less angry I get because... It's just expected at this point that the NHL and Gary Bettman and his cronies are just going to do the wrong thing. It seems to be what they do all the time. It's almost comically predictable at this point. And listen, I'm not – I don't really care. A lot of people care. They want the Olympics. I enjoy it when it happens, but if they don't have it, I'm not going to die. It's not a big deal. It's just the way they handle all this stuff. And they're saying – well, we don't see a benefit to it. We've not been able to find a measurable benefit to uh, us putting our players in the Olympics. Meanwhile, uh, Pierre LeBron ran a story today where he interviewed, uh, what pro- I sent it to you, probably about a dozen NHL players just asking him, hey, do you want to play in the Olympics? All of them, to a man, absolutely. It's great to represent my country. It's a great game. It's really fun. It's, you know, it, it, the, the hockey is great. Who wouldn't want to do this? But- you know, Gary Bettman doesn't, cause he's not getting enough out of it. He must not be getting enough uh, Olympic bribe money uh, to satisfy himself. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's another step back for the league. It's something that's good for the league, and It gets them some ex- some exposure. But no, it's got to be uh, Bettman stepping in again and taking the fun out of everything. And ugh, it's it's just, it's so predictable. You know, it's hard to get too too worked up on it. I, I know you're. I think you're a little more pissed about it than I am
0: actually i agree with what the nhl did
1: wow i
0: i actually think the nhl was asking some of the right questions in this instance i honestly get the people who argue that it's good for the league because you get to put the players out there you get to get the free marketing yada yada but there are several things here that are really really difficult for the league to swallow and frankly it it makes sense Why do you want to stop your schedule for three weeks? Why do you want to put your players in a position where they could potentially get injured not playing for you and end up screwing up your season and costing you money? Those two things are incredibly important details that everyone just kind of conveniently forgets because everybody wants them to play in the Olympics. Well, what other sport has to stop their season to play in the Olympics? The NBA doesn't have to do it. They wouldn't do it, for the record. The NFL doesn't do it, also would not do it. If they add baseball back into the Olympics, do you really think Major League Baseball would stop their season for two weeks so these guys could play in the Olympics? No, they wouldn't. So if you want to be a major sports league in this country, you should be able to say, you know what? Why should we stop our season? We're not getting anything out of it. You're condensing the schedule, which hurts the product, which makes the players tired. Honestly, I get why the NHL did what they did.
1: Okay, I can see what you're saying. I think you said that people just conveniently forget those things. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people uh, understand the risks. Uh, I think everybody, quite frankly, understands the risks of putting NHL players in the Olympics. Uh, like, Well, they
0: understand the risks, but they're not the ones that get impacted adversely if those things happen. The people who do are the ones that kibosh this because their bottom line gets hit directly. Do you think the Blackhawks would be real thrilled? Yeah, they'd get the insurance money from the IIHF or whatever if Patrick Kane blew out his knee in the Olympics. Do you really think that matters to them at all? What matters to them is that that hurts their ability to win a Stanley Cup, sell playoff tickets, and sell merchandise if he gets hurt representing his country. And frankly... What does What's the NHL benefiting exposure-wise from having its players in the Olympics when the games are going to be on TV at, what, like 2 in the morning when they're in Korea? It's, it's a nonsensical thing that it's this horrible marketing blunder. No other pro sports league would do this, and the NHL shouldn't be expected to just because, oh, we want to have our guys in the Olympics. You know what? Good. I'd rather see some amateurs. I'd rather see some younger guys in the Olympics. That's honestly... What the Olympics was designed for was to give these guys a platform every four years instead of just having the best pros and everything play. All
1: right, let's go with your angle there. And and I, I sort of like where you're headed here. I, I, your last comment there uh, struck, I, I did one of these. Hmm. Hmm. I did one of those in my head. Hmm. Just like that. Um, so your your point of playing amateurs, let me ask you this. Since you and the league, and I'm not you, not you, James, you, the collective you, you can't really find a benefit to the league playing in the Olympics monetarily or however, do you think that having – because for whatever reason, America's never going to jump on with the World Junior Championships. I don't know why. It's awesome hockey. It's just they're barely on board with the NHL, so why would they be on board with that, I suppose, right? (laughs) Right. So would it benefit the league, do you think? Would there be a measurable benefit for uh, potential draft ratings – for other off-season things, and for maybe some minor league hockey if some of these guys, these amateur players, got some exposure uh, playing in the Olympics. I I welcome amateur hockey in the Olympics because it's great. The World Junior Championships are outstanding. I mean, people talk about the NCAA tournament as as if it's the world's greatest athletic thing. Most of the time, those games suck. And just because (laughs) they're close and dramatic doesn't mean they're good. See, that's, those yeah. are two different things. Close and dramatic is one thing. Good is a different thing. The World Junior Championships are good hockey. It's elite-level hockey. Those guys are just steps out of the NHL or the American Hockey League. This, those guys know how to play. It's entertaining as hell, and it's close, and it's dramatic. It has all that stuff. So I think there's a benefit to that. And when you think about the most famous um, Olympic hockey teams that have existed – Most of them were amateurs. You've got the 1980 Mm -hmm. Olympics teams. You've got the Red Army teams. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Like, were they...
0: Well, they were pretty much pros. Let's not... Yeah, yeah. Like, by
1: definition, they were amateur, but they weren't, you know. But Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that seems to be the heyday of Olympic hockey, at least in America. And, of course, because of the great story. Um, But I don't feel like there's been a huge influx in um, American interest in the games uh when the NHL players were there
0: that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm driving at honestly like yeah you're gonna have stories like TJ Oshie no one would know who he was if it wasn't for the shootout exploits I mean we would know because we're hockey geeks but like the regular Joe Schmo fan would not recognize the name TJ Oshie if it hadn't been for that but there's a catch to that though where did he really like take off he started taking off in Vancouver in 2010, like that. That to me is the big thing. Like a lot of people watch mm. those games because the time zone was so. He made his name he, in
1: Sochi, though.
0: He made his name in Sochi. I'm sorry, I meant more like the kind of modern, um, like era of American players. Your Pavelski, okay, okay, yeah. your Canes. I'm sorry that the I was thinking so. Oshi, uh, Oshi was in Vancouver. You're right. He had the shootout exploits in Sochi, but that's still a significantly different thing time zone wise than south korea is and when you add that into the mix then you start having to do kind of the cost benefit of well these guys are going to be in such a drastically different time zone you're going to have to give them even more time to get adjusted to it and get acclimated to it and it's just god that's such a drain on your schedule and you saw a, a few years ago when you had teams playing four games in five days. That stuff is crazy in the NHL. It's hard enough having to play three and four. Having to play four and five because of the Olympics is just insane. And you saw the impact that it's had on guys like Marion Hosa and Duncan Keith, who have played just boatloads of minutes by the end of the season. They're dragging. And I think it adversely affects the bigger market teams with the big marquee players and obviously it didn't really hurt the Blackhawks in 2010 they still won the Stanley Cup and in 2014 the Kings did but it's still a huge challenge to overcome that scheduling and just that wear and tear and the NHL frankly was right to see if they could try to get some kind of financial benefit out of the International Ice Hockey Federation and out of the IOC because God knows the IOC isn't the most benevolent group in the world, anyway. What? So why the hell wouldn't why the <laughs> hell wouldn't you want to get a little bit of money from them? No, I you know
1: listen, and I, I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I'm seeing your side, and I stated early that you're taking the fun out of everything. I think I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. I think it's fun when the league participates in the Olympics. However, comma, it freaks me <laughs> out as a Hawks fan to see all those great players out there risking injury because, quite frankly. Another Stanley Cup is more important to me than a gold medal. It always will be. I think probably, even though some players might deny it, I think at least for North American players, the Stanley Cup is the bigger prize. Um, So I go into it with a little bit of hesitance every time it happens. But when it's happening, I really enjoy it. So I'm kind of on the fence. I think it's good for the league where some players get exposure to some people who are – because there's people – I mean – Damn, the Olympics are basically, they are the Olympics, so I am watching. Like, who watches mm-hmm. track and field? Who watches, you know, downhill skiing? Very few people until it's the Olympics, right? So just by it being the Olympics, more people are watching Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and Zach Parise and Ryan Souter and all these guys um, that would typically not watch the game. And maybe, just maybe, the sport can grow into something there. Uh, You've seen the effects in America since the last World Cup where Team USA had a decent run, and you've seen a lot of people. I I see it tangibly with my own eyes. I know four or five friends that said, that World Cup was awesome. I'm going to start following soccer. I'm one of them. I'm one of those people. After the World Cup ended, I said to myself, I need to pick myself a Premier League team. I picked Liverpool. It's been okay. (laughs) But, like, you know, it's just... I made that effort to say, you know what, I really like that, and I really want to learn more about it, Um, and I did it. And that was a direct response to the World Cup, and I think that you could have a similar fallout from the NHL in the Olympics. So I know your time zone concerns, valid. But here's the thing. Is Batman going to be able to pick and choose his Olympics?
0: No, they've already said that if he – yeah, I, I believe the IOC said if they're not going to do 2018, then don't bother with 2022 because exactly. they don't they don't want them to jump back in. And they shouldn't
1: be allowed to what? pick and choose. If you want in, you're in. If you don't want to be in, you're out, but you can't just jerk us around every time the Winter they, Olympics are ma- around.
0: They made their bed with the World Cup of Hockey. That, to me, was the signal, kind of like when baseball jumped into yeah. the World Baseball Classic. That was the signal that they don't give a crap about the Olympics. Okay. And what I would say to you in regards of the soccer thing—it's a—that's a fair point that soccer benefited from that. But two things: one, you don't disrupt seasons to play the World Cup.
1: Well, it's always soccer season.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, other than MLS, soccer. you're not. But you're not. But you're not interrupting La Liga. You're not interrupting Bundesliga. You're not. You're basically. You're not interrupting any of the major leagues. No offense to MLS. No, you're right. They're not they're not one of the world soccer powers. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. You're not interrupting any of those to do this. This is the only only sport that you interrupt its season, major sports league to interrupt its season in order to do the Olympics. And I'm not going to put hockey in a category with those kinds of sports that you were mentioning. As somehow needing to do this to boost exposure, the NHL is the biggest hockey league on the planet. If you can't get exposure for that, you're doing it wrong. So
1: well, they are doing well, we, it wrong. That's, I mean, that's... and
0: that's <laughs> this is <laughs> it's it's so problem. weird to me that I'm defending something the NHL did. This is a really this is an odd time for me, Jay. I'm having a lot of trouble with this. What a
1: time to be alive!
0: But there are two groups that I think need to be. You need to keep in mind the benefit to them of doing this. Group number one, prospects, college kids, juniors, whatever. That next generation of potential stars could easily, if you market it properly, get a huge jump onto the scene and get the name recognition and get everything that goes along with it. And you can learn their names, kind of like you did with like the U.S. Women's World Cup team. Everyone knows Kristen Press and Julie Johnston and Alex Morgan and Carly Lloyd. Mm -hmm. They all know those people now because of the international tournaments that they played in. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that that group, I think, will benefit. And second, and more importantly to me, focus on the women's tournament now. Because you're going to have some hella good players in that tournament for Team USA with the New Deal that they have. Team Canada is obviously incredible also. You could really do some great work marketing the women's tournament using resources that you were originally going to use to allocate to the NHL guys playing at the tournament. Boost up the women's tournament instead, because that's some really compelling hockey, too.
1: I wonder how willing people are going to be to watch women's hockey. And I have said for a long time that of all the women's sports, uh, women's hockey translates most closely to the men's game. Bingo. There's not, there's not a huge, of course, there's drop off in size and speed, and speed. but the qu- the quality of the game doesn't la- like they're as skilled. They make the incredible yep. plays. They play with the passion and they're physical. You know, it's not a, it's not a soft game by any J- means. Just
0: because there's no checking does not mean that it's not a physical game. Sure. It is.
1: Of course. Um. So I think it could translate. I just wonder if we're at the point where people are really willing to, warm up at least in america i think as we talk about this we just have to talk with the assumption about america i know canada is fully on board they're a little more progressive than we are overall of course um and you know other countries around the world are in on it i just think that the average american sports fan is aka white male pushes <laughs> against uh you know women's sports in general and
0: i'm heartened by the example of the women's soccer team yeah and i i really think that fans really embrace that. And I really think that if you market it correctly, if you put people like Hillary Knight and all Julie Chu and all the other fantastically talented U S women's hockey players, if you do for them, what you did for folks like Carly Lloyd and Alex Morgan, I really think it could be a benefit to women's hockey in this country. And I really think that you could make that tournament really compelling. So I think that the IOC and NBC sports and all the other entities that could be potentially adversely affected by the NHL, not playing they need to immediately start focusing on those positives, because I still think you can make this tournament compelling even without the NHL in it.
1: Well, maybe now with this in mind, you have NBC starting to pick up on the junior championships a little bit and get these players on TV in front of an American audience to sort of get used to the amateur style of hockey and get to know some of the players so when the Olympics do roll around they're not complete strangers they're not totally unfamiliar with how the game works it's not terribly different but it's a little bit different uh so it's not such a huge shock to the hockey fan mind I suppose I don't know it's going to be really interesting and I know I, I'm sort of wishy-washy about my opinion here because I like when they're in the, in the Olympics even though I'm terrified you know, mm. I can sort of suspend disbelief for those couple weeks and just say, and just be a fan, full bore. And I was the same way for the World Baseball Classic. I said, the Cubs, I want them to win the World Series again. And Javier Baez is a big part of this World Baseball Classic. And the way he plays, he could certainly get himself hurt. But you know what? It's happening. I, worrying about it's not going to stop it. So let's go. I'm all in. And I loved it. Um, that said,
0: if it went away, I wouldn't be pissed. So. Well, it's not going to go away with how much money it made. So
1: no, you're right about that. All right. Well, if you want to go and get yourself a uh, World Junior Championships jersey or an Olympic Hawks jersey or, or Olympic, uh, you know, hockey jersey, go get yourself a Patrick Kane number 88 USA or a Jonathan Taves number 16 Canada. Uh, <laughs> go to Triple Threat Sports. There are they are our go-to guys for all of our jerseys. Everything I own is from Triple Threat. James, I know you're uh, in the same boat. They're the best place to go to get your NHL jerseys lettered. But did you know, I'm sure you know, if you listen to this podcast before, they're also the best place to go if your team needs jerseys. Whether you're an elite travel, high school, or college program that needs outfits, hundreds of kids, or if you're a beer and pizza league team with 12 players, Triple Threat can put you in pro-quality jerseys at pricing you can't afford. Triple Threat Sports can work with you on every aspect of the job, too. Logo design, fitting, apparel for off ice, you name it. And you don't have to be a hockey player to wear uniforms from Triple Threat. They can get uniforms and apparel for all sports, baseball, softball, football, lacrosse, and more. So for more info, call Chris, 708-478-6090. That's 708-478-6090. Or email him for more info at chris at Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. There you go.
0: Man, what a we got a good start to this show. We actually had a... I, that was a good conversation. I'm glad we did that.
1: It was. It's one of those that kind of never ends. We could have done mm-hmm. it for five hours and not solved anything. Um yeah. So I think, you know, I want to hear what our uh, listeners think. Hit us up at madhousepod at gmail.com. We've already seen some uh, tweets to like, uh, you know, talking about the Olympic decision. Most people are pissed about it, and I understand that. Sure. Um, by the way, we've got our winners... Of the Madhouse Pod Hockey League.
0: That is correct. And guess who did not win either league?
1: I finished in second in both.
0: I was saying me. I wasn't saying you. I sucked <laughs> in both. You you at least got to the championship, so congratulations to you.
1: You want to know my secret? Dress what? your team.
0: Oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> That's really it. I, so... I went through I went through some bad lulls with that. I, I started getting frustrated when guys like Malkin. Got hurt. It was just like what, Ugh. yeah. I could, I just could not continue to generate the enthusiasm needed to try to salvage the season.
1: I understand that, and people have been talking to me like you should do fantasy baseball. No. Hell no, <laughs> no. Because at least in hockey, I can set it a week out and just sort of keep my eye on injuries. No baseball. Uh uh-uh. uh Forget that. Uh, <laughs> so Jeff Hicks and Sean Sullivan, they yeah. are the two champions of the Madhouse fantasy hockey leagues we told them they win something when we started this league and i don't remember what it was so if you guys remember remember, uh let us know
0: (laughs) yeah we're we're terrible like that you gotta remember though this was like what six months ago that we did this yes you and i have had so many ideas come and go through our brains over that time we've had
1: great ideas i have still yet to set out the prizes for the bracket challenge (sighs) I'm, uh, it's just embarrassing at this point.
0: Yeah, like no one is ever going to expect us to like no. follow through on anything again.
1: No, I, and they're right. So uh, let's figure out what we told them they'd win. I think we just sort of were like, hey, you'll win something. Uh, and we didn't really decide what it was. By the way, production meeting, people love these. Yeah. Um, what day do draft tickets go on sale? Is it uh, this Friday?
0: I believe it's Friday at noon, yeah.
1: There have been discussions from the uh, the staff here at the Madhouse Podcast our our giant office uh people just grinding away at cubicles with for ideas um we may purchase some draft tickets that you guys can win um that could be fun right we got to find out how to do that um yeah. but
0: wait well we have to find out how much they cost too because the blackhawks helpfully did not mention how much they were
1: well <laughs> i've been frustrated with the ticket process lately and it's not just the hawks i we talked about this last week I want to go to the Frozen Four, just one game. But and you, you can have to buy, buy a single game ticket. Yeah, you got to buy all three. I can't go both days. I can only go one day. Let You're me buy one not ticket. Dedicated
0: enough. That's
1: I guess not. Is. Well, I just, you know, I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's frustrating, but whatever. I'll watch it on TV and I'll enjoy it. But um, we'll find a way. We'll get you guys some prizes, and I, I promise. I promise. That those will get shipped out eventually. My move had a big part. It's a, I'm making excuses. It's on me. I need to be better. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a jerk. So I'll I'll. Why, I'll do why don't
0: we do this, Jay? Why don't I just like we'll repeatedly bother each other all week until we get the ball rolling on that stuff? Literally, like text each other every single day. Like, hey, did you do that thing?
1: Well, don't do it until I find because I, I a couple months ago I got mad at myself and said damn it i gotta find what everybody wants i emailed everybody i wrote it all down and now i can't find where i wrote it but it's somewhere because i don't throw notebooks away i have years and years and years of notebooks from work i just need to find the right one so i'll find it and then you can start bugging me okay all right
0: um i also wanted to give a shout out to paul from watsika um i did end up going and having a couple beers with him during the blackhawks game on friday so thank you to paul and his uh family for the hospitality and the awesome uh blackhawks cave that he calls home pretty awesome
1: that's really cool you just see that's what i like about we talk about how you're an old-fashioned guy most people would be like oh a stranger invited me to their house no (laughs) you're like you know what i'm gonna go and you went i envy that i would never do that and it's not because yeah, yeah. it's its like I have insecurities about myself and, uh, you know, worries about other people, but it's more about me than the other people to, you know, honestly, uh, I would never have the guts to just be like, yeah, I'm going to show up. And well, I figured
0: it. worst case scenario, if Paul like gutted me like a fish, at least my wife knew what was going on and she could have texted you and you could have taken to the podcast and been like, oh, by the way. Paul from Watsika murdered James, so we're going to have him arrested.
1: So we're looking for a new partner. Send your send your applications <laughs> to madhousepod at gmail.com. <laughs> me and Ginger Burger.
0: Yeah, you and you and Engine Burger <laughs> would probably host a great podcast together. No, man. <laughs> Hell, that but yeah, Paul, me an Paul was awesome. It was pretty sweet. Oh, Paul from Watsika killed me. That's really cruel, man. I didn't realize you felt that strongly about Olympic participation. <laughs>
1: Whatever it takes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, no, of course. I do not want you to die, ever. I, I want you not. to be immortal. Um, no. Anyway, yeah. So the Hawks played, and it didn't really matter. Um, I will say my favorite goal of the year is a Richard Pinick assist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Does that count yes. as a one-timer since Panarin? It does.
0: See, but,
1: Panarin's just, like, I can't score on a wrist shot. Something needs to shoot this puck back to me directly. Shot it off Richard <laughs> Panick's skull, and it came right back to him. It was beautiful.
0: We're, we're going to play a game here, Jay. Okay. So, since I thought you were going to say that, that you didn't want to necessarily delve into every detail of the games, we're going to play a game right now. All right, let's go. Artemi Panarin, as you know, if he finishes in the top 10 in scoring in the NHL, Yeah, bench him. Hit, hits his bonuses. Yeah, bench him. He is currently tied for 10th place. I am asking you, Jay Zawoski, to tell me how many of the top 10 scorers in the NHL you can name.
1: Ooh. Okay, bench him. Um, Okay, let me try. Crosby?
0: Number four, yep.
1: All right, Kane? Number two. McDavid? Number one. Ovechkin?
0: No. <gasps> Gasp!
1: all right hang on i'm writing now. what i have so i have crosby Kane, and mcdavid mcdavid um gee oh Marshan.
0: brad Marshan,
1: number three um matthews isn't up there yet is he
0: no he is not
1: all right tarasenko
0: number 12 not quite
1: okay he's right there though panarin
0: number 10 yep
1: um all tied for
0: 10th he is tied for 10th with somebody
1: all right, all right. Let me think. Let me think. It's gonna take me a second to. I feel bad. This is embarrassing.
0: All right, you you so John far Hayden. named. Two... Oh God! <laughs> Come on, dude. You have two strikes, and you're gonna go. You're gonna go with that. Come on, give me give me a real one.
1: All right, all right. Um.
0: If if you miss again, we'll go ahead and we'll do the rest of it. Just so this isn't like an all night thing.
1: Uh. Okay, oh, Backstrom, Nick Backstrom.
0: Tied for fourth with Sidney Crosby. Okay. So you now have the top five. Congratulations. Yes.
1: Um.
0: This is where it's going to get tricky, though. This I feel is... like
1: there's a defenseman in here.
0: There is. One. Brent Burns. He... Correct. One point ahead of uh, Artemi Panarin, so he is number nine. Uh, you
1: have buh, four buh, buh, buh. names
0: left, Jay. Come on. You can do this.
1: Four left. Four left. Uh, The dude from Tampa. Uh, Which dude from Tampa? Kucherov. Nikita Correct. Kucherov.
0: Number six. Okay. Three, three more. Come on, man.
1: Three more. Oh, uh, no. Malkin.
0: Tied for 10th with Artemi Panera. Okay,
1: yeah. Two, two more. Oh, boy. Not Tarasenko. Carlson.
0: Unfortunately, Jay, that is strike three. Number seven on the list is Mark Scheifele of the Winnipeg Jets at really? 78 points. Yep. Oh, my 30, God. 30 goals and 48 assists. Wow. And number eight from the Edmonton Oilers, Leon Draisaitl. 28 goals, 46 assists, 74 points, currently two points ahead of Artemi Panarin.
1: Oh, my God. I wouldn't if – you, if you gave me five hours – just I said, know start naming hockey players be like uh, I gotta be honest uh, with Cam you. Cam Russell
0: <laughs> I would not have gotten Scheifel I would not have gotten Dreisaitl I probably would have forgotten Nikita Kucherov so I'm going to go ahead and say that you win that one
1: I only knew Kucher uh, Nikita Kucherov yeah that's right um, because I just saw like an NHL Tonight Show or whatever the hell it was that was talking about how good of a year he was having
0: By the way, Eric Carlson is tied for fifteenth in the NHL right now with sixty-eight points, tied with Michael Granlin from Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Ryan Getzlaff from Anaheim, and David Pasternak from Boston. Wow, that's good.
1: Different names, man. This is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I know they're not household names or anything, but they will be. They should be. It's good you got some different. Mark Scheifele. Never, I would never guess. Right now,
0: by the way. Who's
1: leading the NHL in goals right now? Leading the NHL in goals, uh, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, <I'll> t-
0: Sidney <laughs> Crosby.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I thought it was a trick question.
0: No, not really. Oh, okay, I was—that's I was going so to gonna say guess. A who's tied for tenth right now? I
1: assume because you asked that it was someone tricky.
0: Brad Marchand is number two. He has thirty-nine goals, and Still- then Kucherov and Austin Matthews are tied for third right now in the league.
1: That's great.
0: And Kucherov's only played 70 games. He's played seven fewer games than Matthews and has the same number of goals and has played nine fewer games than Brad Marchand's, only one goal behind him.
1: Just imagine if Steven Samkos could stay healthy, how good <sighs> that team could be.
0: God, that... Uh, Tampa is so fun to watch. I'm kind of upset that he can't stay healthy.
1: Yeah, they're fun to watch without him. Imagine how well, good yeah, they you with got, him. Like,
0: Victor Hedman and all those guys, yeah. Love that
1: guy. He is the he's my uh, patrolman on my uh, hockey ultimate team.
0: He's he's your Oliver Ekman Larson is basically what well, he
1: is. Well, Oliver Ekman Larson is my, is my Oliver Ekman Larson, um, but I had to make the decision on my hut team because uh, I'm ranked higher than I've ever been in my life. I'm in Division Three, which Whoa. is pretty good. Yeah. There's ten. I'm up in Division Three, uh-huh. um, and I, I had Duncan Keith or or Ekman Larson. And I had to go with the, I had to make the Homer pick, and I went with Keith. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good decision, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: he's super fast. It's pretty cool. Um. Anyway, so the Bruins game. What your thoughts? <laughs> I just, I just, we we've been saying for a month. It's just like, let's just get to the playoffs. We're almost yes. there. It's, it's. I, I agree. It's, it's just over a week away before the playoffs start on April twelfth, and I promised her coming. It's just please these games don't matter and you met you mentioned Panarin uh he's gonna hit a bonus if he finishes in the top 10 and it certainly looks like he's going to that's you know you want to be happy you want to be excited for a guy and be like yep he had a great year and he's only getting better but it's costing the Hawks you know what what is it 1.175
0: million or something like that yeah
1: I mean how can you cheer for that that's a good player that's Richard Panic.
0: <laughs> it's true. But it, in in fairness to the Blackhawks, I believe this is a marketing tool as well because you're not benching him as he goes for this point mark. Free agents pay attention to that kind of thing. They can tell when a coach has their back. And Joel Quenville has players' backs, and he is not going to bench Artemi Panarin just in an attempt to save the blackhawks money
1: no and you're right about that jokes aside um the hawks do take care of their players and the player i've talked about this several times on this podcast so i don't need to rehash it but guys who have come here from other cities they know that's the reason it's not just a chance to win that's a huge part of it too but the fact that they know the team's not going to screw them out of money they're going to get paid fairly they're going to get paid market value uh the coach is going to treat them fairly for the most part um it's it's a great opportunity to play here, and that's a great example. Empty empty net goal. Q could have every reason in the world to put. Uh, Hartsey played hard today, and so did Krugs. <laughs> we'll put them out there and try to get him a goal. No, who's out there every time there's an empty net? Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin, and I'm sure Kane has like an MVP bonus or an or Art or a Ross bonus, right?
0: I probably. Yeah, I, I mean, so does.
1: if he, they're not preventing him from winning winning any individual awards either. So. Man, it's, it's frustrating and kind of scary as a fan. Like, God, if these guys hit these bonuses, it screws the team again.
0: Who is your Hart Trophy winner right now, by the way? Is it Connor McDavid or is it somebody else?
1: <sighs> I think it has to be McDavid. I mean, he's been the difference <sighs> yeah. in the Oilers being good or not. Like, I mean, by definition, the MVP, if they lose him, they're not good. And I know and I, Drysaddles had a great year. There's no doubt about it. But without McDavid, I don't think he's having as good of a year.
0: Obviously not. And that's the same argument a lot of people brought up with Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin last year. Right. They brought but, up they brought up that Kane wouldn't have been as good without Panarin, but Panarin would have been nothing without Patrick Kane. So
1: I think you put Connor McDavid on any team, and he could be their best player.
0: I completely agree. Aside from he's... maybe the Penguins. Easily top two or three players in the NHL may overtake Sidney Crosby in the next year. Yeah, I think by the way, mm -hmm. legitimate thing here. And I'm I am starting this bandwagon right now. So jump on it with me if you want. Woo. Jack Adams award. Joel Quenville this year.
1: You know what? That's a damn mm -hmm. Yeah, he totally deserves it because we've obviously on this podcast, we discuss early on in the year, all the question marks. And would Q stick to playing the kids? Or would they panic and you know try to acquire some veterans? He Every, every button he's pushed has worked. All these kids have come and thrived under his system. Even like Vinny Henestrosa, who wasn't able to put up the offensive numbers and spent the last half of the season down in Rockford. When he was here, you saw that that dude's an NHL player. Not yet, but he's going to be. And he's going to be soon. And r- the development of Ryan Hartman, who a lot of us, myself included, wrote off... When they saw him in the beginning of the year, Richard Panic, who was a castaway from the Toronto Maple Leafs, acquired for Jeremy Morin, has scored 22 goals. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, just look at how Dennis Rasmussen, who there was a rumor this summer that he was just going to go and sign in Europe. And everyone was kind of like, all right, just a guy. He's become a formidable player that actually has value and meaning to the Blackhawks. Uh, he makes Marcus Kruger expendable. So does Tanner Carroll. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's been incredible what Q has done. And, uh, yes, the team's been relatively healthy for the most part, knocking on wood here. Um, But it's about time he gets some credit for the coaching he's done. I don't know. I've seen very little criticism of Q this year. The only thing's been, you know, maybe a little extra ice time for Van Riemsdyk, and people got pissed those games Roosevelt played, but he has to play. He's on yeah. the roster. You've got to keep him somewhat close to game speed. So, I have very few problems with anything Q did this year.
0: I I would agree with you. And I just, I really think that in a year where I know it's going to be very tempting to give it to John Tortorella for the job he did in Columbus. And I know it's going to be very tempting to, you know, reward any number of coaches, whether you're talking about Edmonton or the turnaround that St. Louis has had, whatever you want to say. I just I look at what the Blackhawks have done this season with all the young guys and just how they're constantly competitive despite being gutted by the salary cap every freaking season. I think if Minnesota had continued the way they've been playing and got the top seed in the West, I think you probably would have argued that Bruce Boudreaux would get it. But at this point right now, you have to give it to Joel Quenville as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to argue, and you know, Tortorella has an argument for sure. But I think his personality might cost him a little bit. People don't really like that guy. <laughs> and hell, no, I don't like that. guy. No, and they've seen him have you know really good years before, and then the me- the players just get tired of him. Like we can't take this guy screaming at us any longer. Uh, please, he's got to shut up. Uh, please, <laughs> fire him immediately. And that's going to happen in Columbus eventually. You know, players are going to get tired of getting screamed at and called idiots and losers all the time. Um, so, But for now, he's done a great job. There's no question about it. So I think those are your two finalists for sure. I think Q deserves it. He probably deserves a couple more that he didn't win, too. Um, but yeah. this year for sure, I think in his tenure as Hawks coach, this has been the one he's most worthy of the Jack Adams
0: I think a lot of times you'll see a coach get it because they kind of brought a team from obscurity into the pro- into the promised land and I get that sure. I really do but at a certain point you just have to go look like the Blackhawks yeah perennial contender what's the constant though it's sure it's the core but more importantly it's the ability to assimilate new guys into the supporting roles and constantly having to do that because they price themselves out of Chicago. And why do they do that? It's because Joel Quenville gets the most out of those guys, and he gets guys paid. Which is another reason why free agents want to come here, because they know that if they go to sign somewhere else, odds are they're going to get more money because they played for Joel Quenville, and he helped them maximize what they got. I don't know a lot of
1: players that have left Joel Quenville and improved.
0: Um... I mean, no, no. Uh, uh, Nick Letty, I guess. Has he?
1: Or is he he just playing more?
0: See, that's, yeah, like, that's the question. Like, other than guys like Trevor Daly, like, didn't get along with Joel Quenville. That's fine. Whatever. But outside of that, yeah, like, you basically, if you leave Chicago you don't really go up all that much. Like, yeah, Brandon sod is really good, but he's maintained. Yeah. He's maintained. It's not like he's become like a top 10 player in the NHL after leaving Chicago. If anything, you could argue, he probably would have been better off staying here. Stats wise, he, he would probably, you know, be a little bit better of a scorer if he was still here. So I don't know, man. I don't see, I don't really see anybody that fits that description.
1: I agree. I, I think that, you know, and we've been hard on him. I think I've been harder on him than most people. Um, but it's more to sort of, what? like, I don't understand. Like, most of the things Q does are so obvious, you know. Yeah. But then every year there's that one. Like, to me, I, I'll always, the Tavo thing always sits with me. It's like he just didn't give him enough of a chance. And he went on to Carolina and hasn't been much better. Um, so maybe I was wrong about Tavo. It's certainly possible. But that means a lot of people were wrong about Tavo. Um, I don't know. I, there's there's a couple of those little things, but they're always good. They're always competitive, and uh, it's really hard to criticize the guy. And I think that uh, the hardcore fan base needs to do a better job of crediting Q. I think there's a little bit of a pushback against him, as if you know, like oh, you know, like just the noobs think he's great. He's a really great coach. Yeah. Every every statistic you look at backs it up. His track record of success is what it is. The guy's not a bumbling fool that just happens to be in the right situation. If that was the case, Bruce, how many cups would Boudreau have by now? Yeah. You know, it's well, it's not that simple. You've got to coach, And these players, too, they talk about how he is sort of the perfect blend of players, coach, uh, slash hard ass, where it's a father figure. They don't want to disappoint him. They don't want to let him down. They know they're going to be treated fairly. And they know he's, they're not going to be embarrassed by their coach or like thrown out under a bus in front of the media. But at the same time, they know if they don't perform, there's going to be consequences. And that's the perfect balance for me uh, is, is the kind of coach you want.
0: I believe you are completely correct, sir. I support everything that you're saying here.
1: Well, if Joe Quenville doesn't win the Jack Adams Trophy, we're taking him to Mariska's to drown his sorrows in garlic butter and onion rings and beer. I think he would really – like. I think he would fit right into Marishka's. Like, if he wasn't a hockey coach and he was sitting there, he'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go see Six 60- Don't go see it. Go there and eat there. 604 <laughs> Theodore Street in Crest Hill. You can see it, but it's really nice. But go in and eat. 815-723-9371. Family-owned and operated at the same location right there on Theodore since 1933. Third and fourth generations of the Zadralovich family – Messed it up again. Serving you their hand products made in their own butcher shop, including their steaks, burgers, and the famous poor boy sandwich. The highest quality steaks, seafood, and chops, and numerous homemade items made fresh in-house, including their onion rings and the double-baked potatoes as big as your head. The Icelandic cod, a Lenten special. It's always available, but it's a uh, special on Fridays during Lent. It's outstanding. A menu for carry-out. A full bar with craft brews. Banquet facilities for up to 110 people. So visit Marishkas.com and check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marishkas. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. Open seven days a week and close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. There you go.
0: I am really hungry now.
1: It's been a day, man. I've I've literally been nonstop since uh, 530 this morning. I left for the train, went to work, got home from work. Drove to my sister's condo to clean stuff out, drove to Orland to donate said stuff, drove to my dad's house to drop off some chairs, drove home, troubleshoot shot my computer for two hours, sat down and did the podcast. So it's been a whirlwind day for me. So if I'm if that's I'm fading everybody, on you, I apologize. <laughs>
0: that's how much you mean that's how much everyone means to you, Jay. I was normally I don't talk over you, but I wanted to compliment you because you're dedicated to the people.
1: I'm trying, man. I knew this was like really the only day to do it, um, so I'm, I'm happy to do it today. There's, I mean, the Olympic thing obviously uh, hastened our podcasting, but, um, oh, by the way, I tease this on Twitter. I've got to pay it off. I sp- said I went to my dad's house. When I go to my dad's house, that means we're going to the taco place, Wh- <laughs> which in hindsight, when we recorded, I said her name and the name of the restaurant.
0: Oh, God. And I said to
1: myself... <laughs> That was probably a dumb idea. So I went and removed her name and the name of the restaurant <laughs> to protect myself. Okay, so today my dad orders the food. He's like, why don't you pick it up on the way home? Because I was meeting him at his house. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I like going in there. Why wouldn't I go in there, walk in? She Again, she goes, I thought it was you. I knew it was going to be you. I was like, I know. It's just, it's, it's. Maybe she heard the podcast. Maybe she was making fun of me. I doubt it, but it was there again, and I was like, "Damn it, stop! Please stop! Like, stop enforcing this." You know, she should have been. I like. I really wanted her to be like, "Oh, it's you." you yeah. Know? Like I wanted her to be disappointed that I was there, so I could be okay. Good. She doesn't think this way. I'm just a dork. Um, our guy on Twitter, man, whom I? I forgot his name. I mean, and he we came have so me. many guys, man. Well, he goes, uh, wait, she just said your name, and now you think she wants you? So I to go back <laughs> and be like, listen, uh, hey, oh, Mutt, you know, Mutt0311, he tweets at us all the time. <laughs> I go, listen, typically that wouldn't mean anything, but if I'm picking up on it, there's something there. Because I don't know if the people listening know this, but my wife asked me out. Hope and I were going out for months. Talks, games, going out afterwards, having fun, doing things that dating people do, aside from the kissing and other stuff that dating people do. So she just called me one night. She's like, what are we? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to be? She's like, I'd like to be your girlfriend. Would you like that? Yes. Okay. And that's how it started. Seriously. I am oblivious to that stuff.
0: Hope so, definitely has the balls in the relationship, though. I oh, mean, she Let's knows not she get does. ourselves here. Yeah,
1: she, she's the muscle, for sure. Mm-hmm. I am the uh, I'm good cop. She's bad cop. Yeah. And sometimes she gets like annoyed at my good copness. Like, would you just yell at someone? I don't want to. Like when I was on the phone with the with the Dell people tonight, um, the lovely people at Dell Computers, Ugh. Uh, She heard me heating up, you know. It's like NBA Jam. He's hitting up. And she just came in. She's like, come on, go get, <laughs> I could get like, him. I can tell you. She wanted get me him. to like uh, unleash the fury on the Dell people. But I was calm. I kept my calm. I was stern but calm. And my message got through and I got what I wanted. So it worked out. You can win it with honey uh, as well as hot sauce. I don't know. I forget what the yeah. cliche is.
0: Oh yeah, by the way, uh, speaking of hot sauce, I was watching the Indians-Rangers game earlier today. Yes. In the in the right field bleachers of uh, Globe Life Park where the Rangers play giant Cholula sign. Awesome. Yep.
1: They tweeted on April Fool's Day. That <laughs> was like the first thing I saw when I woke up. It was like, you asked for it, you got it. Cholula deodorant. I was like, really? <laughs> I was I was legitimately excited about it. I'm getting that. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, it's April Fool's Oh, my Fool's
0: God. Day. Jay, Jay woke up and was like, yay, I get to spice up my life. How
1: spicy would I smell? That'd be amazing. I'd be like a yeah, walking spokesman. Be... You smell like Cholula. Yes, I do. Smell my armpits.
0: <laughs> yep. Spike. You know what? You can just rub Cholula in your armpits if you want
1: I to. don't think I want to do that. Speaking of deodorant, we are really off the rails here, and I promise everybody... <laughs> Uh, emails are coming soon but now you've got me slap happy i've gone from tired to slap happy i've always been a uh a old spice uh deodorant guy where it's like the cream you know what i mean like a it pops out of the holes and it's like a creamy antiperspirant so it's not like the white solid it's not the gel gel. it's not a gel though it's like a it's like foamy it's like a foam deodorant
0: I think you're using the wrong thing.
1: Well, I used it for years, and I know it's got that alum- aluminum in it, which is horrible for your skin, and I was always a guy that sweat a lot, right? I That's why I did it, because I'm always paranoid I smell or I'm sweating. Well, since I've gotten my uh, blood pressure under control, I don't sweat as much anymore, so I made the switch to just regular deodorant, and it's working, and I'm not k- poisoning my body anymore. And with the best part about it is I smell good. Sometimes I catch a whiff of my deodorant, and I'm like, "That's delightful. I really like the way I smell today." I was walking around Coles this weekend, smelling my armpits, and hopes like, "You have to stop. You are in public." I said, <laughs> "But I smell so good. I smell like trees and flowers." I'm gonna sniff oh, right God. now. Hang on. What? Oh, oh that is nice. God. Next time we have a remote, I'm gonna let people smell my armpits. It's going to be one of our
0: promotions. (laughs) I'll do two cents. The the email segment is brought to you
1: by... We got to kick it off right. All right, fine. Screw it. We'll just do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. You're right. You're right. It's time to move on. (laughs) It does smell really good, though. Dove for Men. If you're looking to sponsor, I'm available.
0: For God's sake. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod.
1: All right. The email segment is, <laughs> is brought to you by our friends at the Black Oak. The Black Oak is a full service restaurant and tavern located at 9630 South Pulaski in Oaklawn, my hometown. The Black Oak serves breakfast, lunch and dinner with hours from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. seven days a week. So if you're awake, they're open. They have signature burgers that are outstanding, consisting of a proprietary blend of beef brisket, beef chuck, and short rib, and a steak sandwich made for mouth-watering Australian Wagyu sirloin. You're sure to love every bite. With 13 TVs, you're sure to catch every minute of the Blackhawks. Playoff start April 12th, you know. So stop by for an outstanding meal and stay for the great atmosphere. Contact the Black Oak at 708. 572-4500 572-4500 or on facebook at facebook.com slash black oak tavern the black oak the south suburbs finest casual upscale a dining
0: oh boy this this show has gotten really weird man let's do some emails because i bet that'll help a lot all right mike
1: kinsella father of ray kinsella of i was gonna say that. dreams <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right he says guys regarding your last episode and your talk about fights thank you i think he's agreeing about our um mike milbury's uh, calling for a bloodbath the day those documents were unleashed yes uh, he says i've been listening to you guys since the navowski days wow and you've been wow. a cons- and you've been consistent there if believing in science makes me a liberal pussy then i'm a liberal pussy milbury's a tool thanks for calling it out I appreciate your hot, hot, your smart hockey analysis, and look forward to it throughout the playoffs. And J, your deodorant smells great. Oh, thank you. Thanks for playing. Oh, what a guy!
0: And how weird he knew we were going to talk about.
1: So he must have walked past me in Coles.
0: Did you Did you see the uh, tweet that I got about my uh, comment about Mike Milbury needing to fight homeless people to get his rocks off? (laughs) <laughs> Somebody said there isn't enough Cholula in Chicago for that hot take. And I thought it might be the most the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life.
1: So I remember you saying
0: that I, I literally said the words. If Mike Milbury wants to get his rocks off, he can fight homeless people on the street. That is what I said. So, mm. yeah, that was the thing that happened.
1: Oh, quick. Sinman, uh not it's not official. I have a question. This is more of a am I a dick? Uh, I was on a train platform yesterday going to host downtown and there was a crazy ass person like pacing back and forth on the platform, yelling, not like yelling at anyone, but just yelling to everyone. Was it check <laughs> No, he looked like Kevin Garnett. Oh, sorry. Um, But I'm like, all right, there's a lot of kids here. I'm, I'm, I, I called the police. Was that like a dick thing to do? No. Hell all no, right. man. Like you said,
0: it's a Sunday afternoon in the city. You bet your ass. No, it was in Homewood.
1: It was on the Homewood train station. Sunday
0: afternoon, family area. Yes, you made the right call.
1: So I call the police, and the Homewood police respond very quickly. Like, literally, I'm like, okay, thanks, hanging up, and they're coming up the platform, which is great. They go down, and I don't know if they calm the guy down or what, because the platform is probably, like, 50 yards long. It's a big one. Homewood's a very um populated stop. Yes it is. Um so whatever happened, they didn't arrest him. They all left without him and he just chilled out. So they handled it very well. But I felt bad like man, this guy's going through some stuff like clearly and he's not really threatening anyone or looking at anyone. But everyone was really uncomfortable when there were kids around. I felt kind of like a narc, but I don't know. I I didn't want something bad to happen and be like, I should have called the police.
0: You defused that situation, man. I definitely do not think that you pulled a dick move there. I think that is perfectly within your uh, rights and your responsibilities as a citizen. So, a gold star unto you, Jay Zawoski.
1: Thank you. All right. Salsa Shark. Yep. He says, like the Hawks, I think you guys are hitting your stride right before the playoffs. Well... Until this one. God, yeah. You you picked the
0: wrong week, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, we were. We did have three really good ones in a row, so we are doing a slap ass one. (laughs) Um (laughs) my question's about Q and does he deserve and can he win the Jack Adams? Look at this, James.
0: My guy Salsa Shark.
1: It's taken me a long time to get over twenty fourteen because I do hold him responsible for their ouster to the Kings that year. But he's been downright phenomenal this year, considering He had six rookies to play, Taves' ice-cold streak, the injury to Crawford, and he's made this season look easy. I think if Babcock gets it, and deserved, he's never won one, I think. That's kind of true. Babcock's done a good job, too. Oh, man, yeah, he has. And I'm terrified that Torts will because, well, Torts sucks. P.S., I told you so about the Wild.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's not over yet, Salsa Shark. It's not over yet.
1: Mm, It's pretty over. I, I know yeah he's right on board with you with the jack adams thing and babcock has done a good job in toronto but i think he gets plenty of due
0: yes welcome welcome one and all and by the way anybody austin matthews can make anybody look like a genius but aside from that mike babcock has done an awesome job but i still would go joel quenville so Salsa, salsa shark welcome to my bandwagon
1: welcome Alright, uh one more question here from Kevin Peak. He actually sent two emails, the first of which we answered both questions. He says, uh, what who do you believe is the most overrated of goalies that will be in the playoffs this year?
0: Well, we can't say Jonathan Quick because he won't be in the playoffs this year.
1: Dude, did you see that save he made yesterday oh, though?
0: Yes, it was
1: oh my filthy.
0: God. My yeah, ridiculous. God, he is amazing.
1: All right, so let's let's take a look. Right now, you've got Corey Crawford. Yep. Pecorine. Uh-huh. Devin Dubnik.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, why am I blanking on the blues guy? Jesus. Jake Allen. Jake Allen. Thank- he's got some boring-ass name. Uh, Brian Elliott.
0: I actually have my answer already.
1: Is it Pecorine?
0: It is Pecorine. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking just... at the East, too. Yeah, it's Pecorine.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got to be, man. I, I just, I don't... <sighs> i don't i don't look at anybody else and go yep that guy is completely overrated and he sucks but pecorine has got to be up there to i think deserves some looks at that too i think to is kind of overrated also
1: well i've been sort of riding that train since uh the hawks beat the bruins in the playoffs in the Stanley cup final because that's where the legend of Corey crawford sucking began in the game he won Against yep. took a rask. yep so that's always been kind of a what is it a burr in my saddle is that right is that the right cliche Over
0: under your saddle yeah
1: a burr in my spur that doesn't make <laughs> sense <laughs> yeah sure. uh yeah i kind of agree with you because okay. we popped this email on this show on everyone very quickly tonight and uh because we did a podcast like three days ago that's really it for the emails
0: well then i'll ask you one more question before we depart and go our separate ways jay <laughs> yes Out of the goaltenders who will be represented in the NHL playoffs, you have one game to win. Who are you taking?
1: Boy. (sighs) Carey Price. Yeah? Yeah. You're
0: going to go with Carey, huh?
1: I'm going to go with Carey Price with uh, Corey Crawford right behind him.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard to, uh, eh, you know, hold on. I'm going to change my answer from Carey Price to Brayden Holtby. And I'm going to put Carey Price as my two. Because okay. Brayden Holtby is doing things that are just superhuman. His numbers are just absurd. And, yeah, yeah I know he's on a really good team. But that dude, whew, he is outstanding. So that's that's going to be my, if I have one game to win tomorrow, I'm going with Brayden Holtby.
0: Do you know who's uh, faced more shots than Braden Holpe and has a better goals against average and same percentage than he does? Who? Sergei Bobrovsky. He
1: was damn good. Bobrovsky has a
0: 1.99 goals against average, and he has played 61 games this season.
1: You know why I know that? He's my fantasy goalie. Oh, you suck! (laughs) Uh,
0: uh!
1: I've already won several games with him. That's why I didn't pick him, jerk.
0: That's just, that's a great way to end the show. Remind me of my failures.
1: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris. It's 708-478-6090. The Black Oak in Oklahoma and the South Suburbs finest casual upscale dining. And Mariska's and Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Sorry we sucked. We'll be better next week. I promise. But no, thank you, you for listening it was a lot of fun thank you for letting me get my aggressions out and just let me have this thing with the Mexican restaurant lady okay don't ruin I don't rain on my parade no one's been attracted to me in 20 years
0: oh for god's sake jerks uh, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> except James <sighs> thanks He's very attractive to that. me yeah alright thanks buddy it was good talking to you again are you still there
0: yeah, what the hell is going Talk. on? Talk. What? What am I supposed to say? You're having a gentle, it's like tender moment thinking about the Mexican restaurant lady, and you've been talking about your deodorant and all sorts of stuff. What am I? Su- how? How am I going to close?
1: You make a strong argument there.
0: <laughs> this show sticks.
1: Well, it'll be better next time. Thank you for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, and hopefully not for the last time.
0: Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor.
1: No, wait, let me try
0: again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so, too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.